throughout the week, I am finding time to get alone with Jesus so I can worship him so that when we are up there leading worship, we're leading t- people to a place that we've already been. Well, it, it, you you can't lead someone to someone to a place you've never been. Taking and, my statement and, from you. Know, there you there, go. There you go. <laughs> uh. Well, welcome to the Reality Is podcast. This is our first ever podcast, and we're super excited to be here talking about real life and real faith, and and what happens in your life, and how we can apply biblical principles to that. My name is Joey. I'm super excited to be here talking with you today. And I've got with me Richard. Why don't you tell him a little bit about yourself? Uh, as he said, my name is Richard. I'm the lead pastor here at uh, Crossroads. And when we talk about worship, yeah, uh, that is uh, not just a phrase for us. That is our foundation. And we recognize that if we don't have true worship, uh, then what we have is a social club and nothing else. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we are excited to be talking about worship today. That's our very first topic. And every week we're going to have different topics, but I'm excited about this one because, well, I'm the worship pastor and it's just kind of near and dear to my heart. But it's going to be interesting to hear from a pastor, a different perspective of worship and what worship looks like. And so I'll let you start and just say, hey, you know, tell us about worship and what it's like for you. I think one of the first things we have to recognize is anything can be worship. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All too often, we worship the mechanism, uh, the methods, rather than worshiping the Savior. Yeah. And so we can find ourselves caught up in that. We can also find ourselves caught up in worshiping many things around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really word it that way, but uh, in today's world, uh, worship of ourself, absolutely, uh, worship of our status, our prestige. But are we created beings? Like we're created to worship something, and, and we're going to be worshiping something. As you said, it, it's itself. It's you know that car. Ooh, right. and look at that. So you're going to worship something. Right. But what we want to talk about is true worship and who we were created right. to really worship. Exactly, and I think you definitely transitioned us in the in the 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 truth is is we are created to worship. Yeah. And and so if we're not worshiping in truth and in spirit, uh, then we're worshiping in a false sense. Absolutely. And so as we think about that, uh, true worship is God-centered worship. Yeah. Uh, and so we tell us in John chapter 4 and verse 24 mm-hmm. that God is spirit. Yep. And then he tells us that uh, those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Yep. Now, when we talk about in spirit and in truth, I think we have to understand what is spirit in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our whole being. Yeah. Uh, that means nothing can be left out of that. So I'm truly not worshiping in spirit if I'm reserved, if I'm held back, um, if I'm uh, focusing on myself in there somewhere, if I'm focusing mm-hmm. on what I want more than what mm-hmm. the Spirit of God is doing, mm-hmm. then I'm not worshiping in that, spirit. That's a good word. The literal idea here is, is that it's your whole self. Yes. And so we worship in spirit with our whole self and in truth. Uh, meaning there can't be anything counterfeit there. Mm. Uh, because if I have anything counterfeit there, it's not in truth. And so I, I can say all day long that this is about God, that yeah. um, I'm, I want God to be glorified. I want God to be honored. Mm-hmm. But if that's not truth, then I'm just using words. And, and won't it show up in other places of your life oh. as well? Like you sit there and say, oh, oh, this is all for God, and everything I'm doing is for the glory of God, until there's some, you know— Something that happens that inflicts you, and you say, oh, I can't do that anymore. It's for the glory of God as long as it glorifies <laughs> so, me. <yeah. laughs> so, exactly. Uh, I, I want God to get 
the glory. I want God to yeah. get the credit, but surely somebody should look at me as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's not true worship. Uh, None at all. True worship is truly putting him first and foremost uh, and yeah. understanding that. When we. No, go on. I was just going to say, and can we distinguish also? Because a lot of people understand worship, and even in Christian realms and in the church, they think worship is just the time where the music is going. Right. And it's so beyond that. It's just an expression of what we've already been through all week long. And we are coming and we are celebrating him through music, through the teaching, through the word. And then it carries on through the rest of the week and through the rest of our life. And in everything that we're doing, we're trying to worship him. I think in order to really get a grasp on true worship, uh, we honestly have to go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I mm -hmm. think uh, we miss that so often. Those are worship verses. Yeah. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, listen, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. So why do we worship? Mm. The mercy of mercy God. Of God. Uh, when we recognize that everything I am, everything I could be, everything I hope to be, everything I will ever be uh, is by the mercies of God. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not worshiping because I choose uh, decide, but I worship because of what he's done for me. And, and so when I understand that it's by the mercies of God. So how do I do that? Yeah. You yeah. Know? This is a good question. And, and here's the thing, if you don't mind, I'd like to bring up because right. two weeks ago, um, you brought up some real mm -hmm. interesting facts. Now the, the, it wasn't a worship service. It wasn't a service on worship, but you've said there are four ways to prepare right. yourself for true Worship and and I want to just kind of go over those four things right. and let you elaborate on that a little bit because I thought these are very interesting points and and especially as a worship leader trying to bring people into a place where they are worshiping the true Savior uh, these are important for me but I'm not the only one that's supposed to be doing these things everybody needs to prepare themselves to be ready to worship the living true Savior. And so the first topic you brought up, you said true worship requires personal preparation. And that was from John 4, 24. Mm -hmm. what, what do you mean by that? Well, Ecclesiastes 5, 1 mm -hmm. tells us that if we come with any other motive, uh, the, the writer says that we're doing nothing more than the sacrifice of fools. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing real about what we're doing. And, and as we've already said, and when we talk about true worship, it's in spirit and truth. Yeah. Um, and so it requires personal preparation. Is the real me there? Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about Romans 12, 1 and 2 a yes. moment ago, and he tells us what? To renew our minds. Our minds. Yep. So how do we renew our mind? Uh, you know, it, 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 we renew our mind through, through the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, we renew our mind through prayer, mm -hmm. through Bible study. Uh, a number of ways that, that we can look at that. And that's throughout the week. That's not like, hey, I'm just going to come on Sunday and, and we're going to open the Bible because, praise God, we are a church that opens the Bible and reads it. Uh, but that's not the only time to open the Bible and read it. If the only time you're opening the Bible and reading it, uh, as you've heard me say, and I, I think one of the best ways to word that, if, if your personal preparation mm -hmm. for worship involves walking in the door, then all okay. you wind up with at that point uh, is to walk in the door um, and, and you're on life support when you walk <laughs> yeah. in and <laughs> you're on life support when you go out, yeah. uh, because you're not growing, mm -mm. you're not going to grow, yeah. uh, because no. you're, you've had no personal preparation. So if I'm going to worship in spirit, mm -hmm. remember what I said, that's the whole, the whole me. Being. Yeah. The whole right? thing. And, and so the only way to do that is by the renewing of my mind. Mm -hmm. And so that personal preparation means that I have to flush out everything that has 
crowded me out all week. Yeah. Everything that has demanded my attention. And the only way to do that is by the renewing, renewing of, the mind. of my mind. Yeah. All right. And, and so how do we do that? What do we do with that? I think there's a number of ideas that we have to go with there, but I think one of the things we can't get away from is that daily devotion. Yes. Uh, yes. If if I'm not starting my day, I know people say I I do my devotion at different times of day. I don't take away from that. Get that. Um, I'm not a night person. You know, <laughs> I am a night person. You are a night person. Uh, I'm up early. Um, and I, yeah, we we would joke back and forth because um, sometimes I'd be like going to sleep and you'd be waking exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you've heard me say anybody in bed past four o'clock is wasting a good day. <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, at seven o'clock, I'm going to bed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> as we think about that, though, it's it's renewing that mind. It's that preparation. Mm-hmm. And I would argue it's when your mind's best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to give my best to God. And for me, that's first thing in the morning. And so the first thing in the morning, um, my worship preparation begins by spending mm-hmm. time in God's word mm-hmm. uh, and reminding myself. Uh, I was reading through Matthew this morning, and I just reminded of of the the Pharisaical tradition yep. of saying one thing but doing something entirely opposite. Mm-hmm. And and so we have to recognize that that's what happens when we don't have personal yeah. preparation. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I mean, as much as I joke about being a night person, uh, my mind is already so cluttered and clamored with everything else that has gone on throughout the day that I don't feel like I'm giving God my purest first thought. Right. And so, so it doesn't matter what time you wake up. You, you wake up way too early for me. But, <laughs> but, but when I wake up, the first thing I do, at least my goal is to start a conversation right. with God. Uh, and then my goal is to continue that conversation with God throughout the day. Right. You know. But sometimes, and I've spoken to people about this before, is that we find ourselves praying to God in the morning, and then we go through our day, mm-hmm. and then we come back to him at the end of the night and, and say, hey, here's what, here's what my day was like, and then I'll, I'll catch you in the morning. You know? And then in between there, we'll probably give up a 30-second prayer for our food because we're supposed to do that, right? It looks good. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And, and so when we're talking about this, the, the article I was reading uh, that many of these, these came from, just the, the whole reminder of, of that personal preparation, and if, if we— if we fail in that, nothing yeah. goes from there. All right. It, uh, I think one of the best ways that for me that I look at this, it's, it's as if we're building something. Mm. Nothing can do outside of its foundation. And so if its foundation isn't strong, then it's going to collapse. Christ mm-hmm. said, uh, you're like the man that builds on, on, the, the, on the sand. Yep. And the winds come, the, the floods come, and, and the house collapses. Yeah. And so when we think about that, it's, it's our foundation. So that preparation is our foundation. I, I would yeah. argue that it's not just what we put in mm. uh, into that foundation or yeah. into that personal prep, but I would also argue it's what we don't allow in. Ooh, uh, you that's know, real good. What, what are we allowing in our life during the week mm-hmm. that is not going to allow us to worship? Yeah. Uh, what, what are we doing during the week mm-hmm. uh, that is, is taking that away? Uh, I know at, at a point in my life, as, as so many others, um, I felt like I needed to separate Monday through Saturday from Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, exactly. this is my job mm-hmm. and this is my worship. Well, guess what? Uh, the Lord says can't happen. Yeah. And, and so when we think about that and we think about that pre-service preparation, that, that personal preparation, rather, yeah. I think we need to be focused yeah. 
on not only what I'm putting in uh, or what I'm, what I'm allowing to come into my life, mm-hmm. but what am I needing out of my life? That's wonderful. And, and if not, then I'm hitting a wall when I walk in. Ah, man, I love that. That's so. great. That's great. Okay. Second thing now, second thing you said, true worship requires pre-arrival preparation. Mm-hmm. So that means shaving my head, making sure, you know, I look good for God. You know, especially back in the day, I had to wear a three-piece suit right. if I was showing up to that. Mm-hmm. That's my pre-arrival preparation. But I'm sure you mean something more than that. I, I do. And I, I think as, as you think about this and you, you think about what pre-arrival preparation is, it, it, uh, I, I would argue, and, and one of the things that I said when we were presenting this uh, is your Saturday night has a lot to do with your Sunday morning worship. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, you know, it's football season. Oh, yeah. And uh, the game of the week is always played at 8, <laughs> 9 o'clock, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and which means it doesn't end till well after midnight, uh-huh. I've been told. I'm going to say, because yeah. I know you're not up. <laughs> I, I have found out the score is the same, whether I watch it or not. Uh, <laughs> but but one of the things is if if my pre-worship, uh, pre-arrival mm-hmm. preparation uh, is dragging myself out of bed because I sat up and watched TV all night, yep. or worse, uh, all night, uh-huh. and, and I didn't find myself... Uh, and, and whatsoever in any preparation, mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, yeah. all, all the above, if you will. Um, I think it's not only my Saturday night, if you will, but it's my Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning, uh, exactly. If if you get up on Sunday morning and and the first thing you do is turn the news on, uh, I don't know about you. <laughs> well, that's going to depress. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to be overly excited for the rest <laughs> of the uh, – well, I'm going to be angry. I'm just not going to be overly yeah. excited. Yeah. All right, So so if my worship – routine, if you will, on Sunday morning is to get up and turn the TV on mm-hmm. uh, to, to local events or national events or yeah. international events. Yeah. Um, where's my focus? Yeah. Uh, it's and, on what's happening in the world. Exactly. And, and it's not on, not on where we need to exactly. be. Uh, but it's, what about getting up in the morning and, and turning on some worship music? Mm. Uh, letting God go. begin to speak to us. There you uh, go. Getting re- and not just on Sunday. Uh, what what about yeah what throughout about the week every mm-hmm. morning you know because um, I know my wife loves music she loves worship music mm-hmm. and and she just feels the presence right. of the Lord when she is worshiping to music there's nothing wrong with saying okay I'm gonna have my devotion time and then do a song right. and let that let it just speak to you let the Lord speak to you from the minute you get up right. no I agree a hundred percent and and when we talk about this pre arrival preparation it is mm-hmm. I would argue. Uh, that uh, it is from the time uh, we literally open our eyes, yes, uh, and 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 begin that morning, and and I try to begin each of my days, for instance, just praying before my feet hit the ground, yeah, uh, and 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 when I start my Sunday morning and I start my pre-arrival, mm-hmm. uh, I try on Sundays more than any other day of the week. I try not to let the world's activities and events crowd in. Yeah. On, on what's about to take place and where I'm at and, and keep my focus where it needs to be. And that's not a, uh, a preacher thing, if you will. That should be each that's of a us. Life. That's uh, a life thing. I, I agree. You, you, you've said this to our church on multiple occasions, and I love this statement. No, no Bible, right. no breakfast, right. right? That's how you put it. No Bible, no right. breakfast. It should be the first thing on our mind. It should be we need that food, that spiritual food, more than we need right. physical food. 
but we don't see that in our lives a lot. Like a lot of times we'll just go, okay, God, I'll get back with you. Okay. Yeah. And then we do these quick, what we call pocket prayers. We just quickly give up a prayer to the Lord and thank him for, for what he's done. And now be with me today as I go off because I'm in a hurry. You know, it, it and it truly is. And I would argue that there's a lot of things we can do on Saturday to make Sunday better. Uh, Thank you. You know, um, now as a pastor, uh, I've always left the house uh, on Sundays. I'm I'm typically here very early, mm-hmm. uh, and and so very. when my kids <laughs> when my kids were young, that that left Joy yeah. uh, to get the girls up and bring them. Mm-hmm. But part of her pre-service preparation was preparing on Saturday for what she needed on Sunday morning. Absolutely. So it was not World War III in the house trying to get the kids out. Yeah, you're not trying to find clothes. You're not trying to say, hey, let's do, you know, let's get the clothes and set them out the night before. Something as simple as that Mm -hmm. can take up so much time in the morning. But if it's done the night before, boom. Here's one less thing you have to worry about. Well, if if you have uh, the proverbial battle trying to get out the door, Mm -hmm. then I can assure you uh, the battle still rages when you're sitting there trying to listen. And, yeah, but you're still flustered, right? You, yeah, and and oh my goodness, because I have like a whole lot of kids, <laughs> and and my poor wife has to bring them all because again, I'm already here at the church, and she's got to try to get everybody ready, everybody prepared, and there's just a lot of stuff that has to go on. So by the time you have come into the church service and you're ready to worship, what are you doing? You're calming down and you're settling and. 15, 20 minutes have gone by before you have even allowed the presence of the Lord to come and take part of your life. And, and you know, we both want to be careful that we're not saying that that uh, kids are the only thing it of causes. Of course but, not. But, but that's just a simple example yeah. where I'm saying anything you can do on Saturday yes. to make your Sunday morning easier, if you will, to be more focused on what you're doing, I would say is a win. Absolutely. And, and it's the part of that pre-service preparation. Yeah. Uh, and, and my next question is, I think about pre-service preparation, um, what am I focusing on as, as again, as I'm getting ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, some worship music playing? Yeah. Uh, some uh, some some podcast uh, playing. I, I I know of one I could recommend. I know me too. <laughs> It'll be available on Sunday mornings it's, before you come to church. Right. And so as as I'm thinking about putting the things of God in me to renew my mind mm-hmm. before I get here. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and and so anything I can do to to make my life easier. Anything I can do to to move in a direction, to be in a direction that would be what God could use. Now, when we think about that, I think one of the other things is 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 being mindful. Yeah, uh, very mindful of of what is in my heart mm-hmm. throughout the throughout that morning. Yeah. Uh, so that's that to me would be my pre arrival preparation. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the third thing you brought up was true worship requires pre-service preparation. Now, that's different from pre-arrival, pre-service preparation, which is a very interesting concept for me because it is a service Mm -hmm. that we are trying to give up to the Lord. But but how do you prepare for that ahead of time? I mean, we all know, okay, we're going to come into the church and we're going to hear music and we're going to hear the pastor preach, but but there's so much more. It goes beyond that. So what does that mean? Well, Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25 tell us, um, that we come together for two purposes, mm-hmm. to stir up love yep. and good works. Yep. Well, if I come screaming in here uh, five minutes after the service starts and, mm-hmm. and run in the door, mm-hmm. um, 
sit down, and and then the moment it's over, I sprint back to the parking lot to jump in my car and leave. Yeah. I have not stirred up love nor good works. No, no and, not at all. And so what I've done is I've checked the box uh, of my attendance. Yeah. And so when we really stop to think about what church is, uh, church is, is not about the individual, if you will. It's about the gathered body. Absolutely. And, and, and so when I'm worshiping, then part of my worship is my service to others. Yeah. And my service to others means that I, I'm stirring up love and good works. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would argue that a worship pre-service uh, requires uh, some time spent with others, just, just a conversation with somebody, just a, a word of prayer with somebody, just a, a, an opportunity to encourage somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, you touched on it earlier because uh, if you're just showing up to church, mm-hmm. are you just showing up to church so you can look good and other people look on and go, hey, look at that person. Like they, they are a churchgoer. Your neighbor is looking to go, hey, look at that guy. That guy went to church on Sunday morning. He must be so spiritual or he's so religious. But you come to church and you miss out on everything that church has for you and what the Lord is trying to show you, what the Lord wants to do for you. And a lot of that is through service is right. what you're talking about. Getting to know somebody else, you know, find out what's going on in their life. Uh, uh, imagine that. Hey, how are you? And actually listen to how they're doing. Yeah. We're, we don't ask people how they are because we're afraid they'll tell us. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so, uh, but I would, I would honestly argue that, that true worship, mm-hmm. uh, true worship is best set up and, and presented uh, in a spirit of others. And, and he tells us as, as we look at that and as we see what we're dealing with as we focus on this, what, what does he tell us? That uh, the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And then there's another one he said, love others as yourself. And, and there is no way that I can love others as myself if I never have a conversation with others. Thank you. Uh, there's, there's no way that I can rush in and rush out and say that I love God and love others if I don't stir up love and good works. Absolutely. And so I think it's really important in this pre-service. Uh, you know, sometimes people have had a really bad week. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I know we've never experienced that, but some, <laughs> some other people have. Yeah, uh, not, not at our church, exactly. not on this staff. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes you've had a really bad week, and, and just somebody acknowledging you, just yeah. somebody telling you, you know, it's good to see you today. That's an act of worship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it it's, uh, it's, it's an act of worship to put others ahead of yourself. Yeah, and, and not to put you on a pedestal or anything, but <laughs> here's one of the other things that I love about what you do personally for me. Like every once in a while, I'll just see an email that say, hey, man, I just finished praying for you. Hey, I was, I was praying for you this morning. Hey, I know you're going through I'm I'm praying for you. You know, a lot of times you hear people go, yeah, I'll I will pray for you, but you've always taken to the next step for me and say, I have already prayed for you. And if you can do that in somebody's life, let me tell you the feeling that, that I get from that, which was so joyous that I started doing that to other people. And and guess what? They have this feeling of, oh my goodness, you just, and it's so personal, but they feel that love that you're Mm -hmm. talking about because it's real. It's genuine. Yeah, and I would argue again that's pre-service preparation. That's that, exactly what that uh, is. If if you have others in mind, uh, not only throughout the week, but but especially on Sundays, um, and and so that pre-service preparation is is not just 
those three to five minutes before service, but but it it leads us into that. Yeah. That is a, a great time to do that, and you can uh, do that in many different ways. Yeah, and now I'm going to go into the fourth one because this one I think is kind of the most important, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not last on the list. It's just as important as the other ones that you have said. But you said true worship requires post-service continuation. And I said, wow, that's a good word. Mm -hmm. Because you kind of touched on it earlier. Hey, you come into service, and then you leave, and you go off and do your thing. But no, this is a continuation of worship. This is something that we are doing, not we did. Okay, I did that already. If, If my worship stops when I go out the door, uh, what I have done is, and my argument would be, uh, if if all I get is is what I get from the time I walk into the time I walk out, mm-hmm. um, I've been entertained, mm. I've been Ooh. taught, that I've, hurts. I've been, uh, uh, I've heard a good, uh, I've heard a good lesson or a good talk, yeah. But have I really worshipped? Yeah. And and so I learned a new song. I can mm-hmm. sing all week, but. Mm-hmm. But have I worshipped through that? Yeah. And so I would argue that post-service continuation, that, that is uh, exactly what it says, that, that I take what I learned today in, in those worship songs. Yes. I take what I learned today in, in the sermon, and I continue to apply that all Absolutely. week long. Absolutely. I, I don't just walk out and say, okay, so I, I learned a new song today, and and well, maybe we'll sing it again next week. Or, yeah. uh, but I I continue to focus on that. I, I continue to to work with that. I, I know your well, heartbeat when it comes to our worship music. Uh, it's not taken lightly, and and all. every everything has a point, a purpose. It yeah. it goes in a direction, and so Absolutely. so what do we do with that? What do we what do we do with the the message? How do we continue? You know we. Uh, online, we have the notes. You can yeah. pick them up. You can Absolutely. you can continue to study that. We have our life groups, and you can exactly. continue to make application with that. And so that post service mm-hmm. uh, continues to walk us through that. Well, and and I'll ask another question: Like, how do you? This is a hypothetical question. How do you develop a relationship with someone if you only give them two hours a week? So so hey, honey. Um, I'm going to schedule a time with you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do Saturdays between 12 o'clock and I'll give you three hours, 12 o'clock and three o'clock. We're going to hang out and we're going to spend some time together. We're really going to enjoy our time together. And then I'm going to come back next week and we'll do this all over again. Yeah. Well, how's, how's that relationship with my wife really going to develop into anything? And obviously it's not. It cannot. And, and, and uh, you're going to know as much about her after 50 years of marriage as you knew after five minutes of marriage. <laughs> yeah. uh, because you're not spending any time with her. Exactly. You're not learning her. You're not growing with her. Mm-hmm. And and there are so many believers that um, they gave their life to Christ. And, yeah. and I, I don't doubt that. But they've never been discipled. They've never grown. They've never matured. Um, they They don't take and continue to grow and continue that post-service, if you will. Yeah. And we take that, that idea of post-service, and it runs us back to the first idea mm-hmm. of, of pre, uh, the, the post-week, and, and burying ourselves in that all week long. Yeah. And it sounds like what you're talking about is just full circle. Mm -hmm. It's a complete circle. When you talk about a pre-service or post-service, right. really what you're saying is at all times, 
at every point of the day, throughout the day, there's one person Mm -hmm. that we are supposed to be worshiping. And that's the true and living God. That's it. Because if we're giving ourselves or attention to anything else, anything other than that, then our worship is, is false. Well, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 13, 15 said this, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise go. to God. That is the fruit of our lips, mm-hmm. giving thanks to his name. Yeah. Um, it's, he didn't say, therefore let us spend an hour and 15 or 20 minutes yes. on Sunday morning giving thanks. <laughs> um, he didn't say, if you're really good at it, then we're going to let you do that uh, in, in a life group and, and maybe even throw a lift group in during the week. And, yeah. uh, but he said it's a continual praise. Exactly. It's a continual. Here is what's absolutely for certain. Something's coming across our lips. Now, is it going to glorify God mm-hmm. or is it going to glorify ourselves? Amen. Is it going to point others to who he is or is, he, is it going to drive others away? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, um, we often hear the, the whole argument about nothing's real in this world. Uh-huh. And, and, and you, you hear that continuously from a lot of different angles, a lot of different yeah, ways. Absolutely. But when we think about that, it's, it is what we offer. Mm-hmm. Have I presented myself exactly. a living sacrifice? Have I, have I renewed my mind? If my mind's renewed, then my worship is continual. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's the key to what yeah. he's putting before us. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm just going to bring up another, another topic, another subject that you, you like to save from the stage because it, it does get hard with people sometimes mm-hmm. because they do come to church and they see the pastor. And the pastor is on the stage. Mm-hmm. And, and man, that guy, he's got some, some great word from the Lord. And man, he's so inspirational. And, and then their worship has kind of drifted from who they're really supposed to be worshiping. Right. And they're, they're looking at you or to other people. Um, and I know you and I pray this every week or every time before any service that we do. Get us out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let them see Jesus doing the work through us. But sometimes that, that gets a little bit hard for people. What, what would you say to them? Actually, I think you've already said it. Really, if it's the pre-service and the post-service, right. if they're doing that, if that circle is continuing to take place, that would never happen because they are coming in for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to see Jesus. Right. Well, if they think the man on the stage has it all together, I got really bad news for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I think that's the key is if, if I could just get people to understand that you and I, while true, we're considered the, the worship leaders of the church, yeah. um, you and I have to go through the same steps. Absolutely. Um, you, you and I have to go through the same process. Mm-hmm. And um, we can go through motions just like anyone else can Absolutely. go through motions. And so it's not just us saying to you people. Thank you. It's us. That, it's, and that's the point I wanted. Right. This isn't something that oh. you guys need to do right. because we've got it. No, you're doing the right. same thing that you were telling them to do. I'm doing the same thing weekly right. throughout the week. I am finding time to get along with Jesus so mm-hmm. I could worship him so that when we are up there leading worship, 
we're leading t- people to a place that we've already been. Well, it, it, you you can't lead someone to someone to a place you've never been. Take and, my statement and, from know, me. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, and and so as we really think about that, and we think about what it means to worship, yeah. uh, it's the total person. It's 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 you're either all in or all out, Thank and you. you can't. Um, it's it's not the game of uh, hocus pocus or, or uh, uh, you know put your right foot in take your right foot out it's that's not worship you, you mean know? hokey pokey hokey pokey that's the one <laughs> that's the one I knew it had a name it was hokey something yeah <laughs> so so if if you're just trying to put a little in take a little out mm. um, you're playing the game and you're not getting anything right. out of it and it's at the end of the game before you get the point when you got to put your whole self in. And mm. but the difference is we don't take our whole self out. out. Yeah. All right, and yeah. and I think that's the the key to what true worship is. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Okay, so what what I'm going to do is turn it over to you. I'm going to let you wrap up worship because I I think this was a great conversation from a pastor, a lead pastor at a church. Not oh, the worship guy is going to tell us about worship because it's so beyond music. And, and that's the point I really wanted people to understand. Worship isn't the songs that are played, the songs that we listen to, and now we're having our time of worship and then the time of teaching. No, 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 no. Worship is a lifestyle. It's a continual mm-hmm. thing that's going to go over and over and over. And what we're doing on Sunday is just an expression of what we've been doing all week long. And, you know, the, the reality is, as we wrap this up and we talk about worship, is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Mm-hmm. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's worship. Amen. Every aspect of my life, Amen. everything I do, I'm either in or I'm not. I'm either in worship or I'm not. And, and, and so as we think about the, the reality of worship, we think about what it means and, and where we're at. In spirit, I'm all in. Yeah. In truth, it's not hypocritical. Yes. I'm all in. What you see is what you get. I'm Amen. not playing a game or painting a picture that Amen. doesn't exist. And, right. and so worship of God is to saturate every area of our life. And, and I'll just close with this simple statement. Sometimes we make comments like that, yeah. and people hear that, and they think, well, am I supposed to walk around with my Bible in my hand all the time and, <laughs> uh, and be chanting prayers all the time? Yeah. Um, listen, I love life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love yes, life. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I have a good time in life. And a lot of times it's the expense of others, but I have a good time in life. Uh, you can have a blast. Yes, you can. Because God created us to, to be in community, and he created us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his glory and, and, and our good. And when mm-hmm. we realize and recognize who he is and what he does, uh, then our worship should flow from that, and it should be a continual Absolutely. state of worship. Absolutely. And, and the, the final statement is, you're worshiping something. What That's is it. it? That's it. I love that. Hey, guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the Reality Is podcast, where we talk about real life and real faith. We look forward to seeing you or hearing from you next week. God bless you and have a great day.